You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. So we have with us today, we have Chad Osenga. So welcome to the episode, Chad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, Chad is is a former Army sniper and combat instructor. And so we wanted to get to know you a little bit, uh, Chad. So can you let our audience in on, on uh, your background and what you're all about? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up uh, fairly rough. My mother was into drugs and I didn't have a lot of guidance growing up and it caused a lot of issues in my life. And when I got married, uh, and I'm still married to to my my beautiful wife, uh, we got together at 14. She really encouraged me to to turn a new leaf, so I joined the, the military. And at first, it was it was really hard, you know. Um, but it also, I think, was the thing that that taught me how to be an overcomer, right? Upstairs in, in your mind. And um, so I ended up, yeah, becoming a sniper, which was an an experience. I you know I. I remember going through it and so many people thought I was going to fail because the attrition rate is super, super high. And, you know, I, the one I, there's different courses. I was going to a special operations sniper course. And so we got to go home on the weekends and every weekend he was, Oh, did you fail? Did you fail? Mm. Like, no, I made it, you know, so I'm, I'm still in it, you know, and um, it really conditioned me to what I would face later on in life. And uh, I I was in Iraq and I got really, really hurt. And I ended up having to be medically retired. And as I was doing that, I faced another challenge with PTSD. And it really hit me after I exited the army, you know, while I was in it and active, it seemed not to have as large of an impact in my life. But as soon as I exited, it was like those demons were, and that's what I call PTSD is demons. They were, they were just, you know, constant, you know, in the forefront of my mind. And so I picked up riding motorcycles, you know, uh, just something to try to, to take the edge off. And in 2018, a car hit me Mm. uh, as I was taking a left turn. He blew through the light at 45 miles an hour, never touched his brakes. Wow. Young kid, he was probably playing, you know, Pokemon Go or something, mm. you know, and um, whacked me. I went to a, a guardrail and most people thought I was not going to live. And mm. I did, obviously. It took me about a year after that to build the courage to get back on a motorcycle. I have this thing with fear. It's, it's very relevant. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like you have to face it. Um, and so I didn't want the fear to beat me. So I hopped back on the motorcycle and. You know, everything was kind of going well. And in 2020, I was uh, with a few friends on I-95 
uh, going south and a minivan uh, just changed lanes right into me, uh, sent me into a construction zone. My bike went into the Jersey barrier and I died twice. Basically I died mm-hmm. on the way to the hospital the first time. And then, uh, before my second surgery, I, uh, flatlined again, mm-hmm. you know, and when I was in ice, cause I was in ICU for about a week and I didn't have a phone cause my phone was on the motorcycle. So it got destroyed because of COVID, they wouldn't allow, you know, visitors, right? So it was in that moment that I, I realized everything I had been through between, you know, my childhood, the military, uh, even the struggles within my, my marriage. I have four kids, three of them are special needs. My daughter had a stroke when she was five. And so we, my family's been through a lot. And then there I was laying in this hospital bed and I realized, you know, I have a purpose, you know, I have something, there's a reason I'm here. Right. And I knew that I had to, to deliver that to the world. Right. I had to help as many people as possible. And that's really what got me into speaking and mentoring and just trying to give back to my community. No, it's, it's, wow. It's just a a wild twisted uh, uh, experience of, of all these different things. So when you say you're an overcomer, I mean, that's, that's an understatement with the, everything that you just described that you went through. Well, thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you, I love what you said. You said, don't, don't let fear beat you. You know, when you, when you have all this fear of, of your first accident to get back on and that happened again. Um, and, and so how do you overcome that? When, when, it, when you, exactly what you fear happens again? you know, that's a great question. So I think first you have to isolate the fear, right. Um, and dissect what the root cause of that fear is. Right. And then you have to face it, you know, whatever action there's always action you can take. All right. Let's take away from the accident thing and riding a motorcycle. Let's say you're scared of investing money, right? Well, your action is to go learn, right? You know, set yourself up in a situation to where you can make an intelligent decision that that works out for you, right? Um, It's, you know, in in my case, um, I had to realize that it was going to be okay. You know, I I have one life to live, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, getting on that motorcycle and facing that fear and realizing that those two incidents can't define what's going to happen today, tomorrow, a year from now was freeing, right? Um, those incidents happen. They're gone. They're done with like, if I attach my future to that, it's like a, uh, like a, a bowling ball attached to me. Right. Yeah. It, and it just holds me from, from really moving into my future the way I should. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you know, you were, you were, you were also talking about people are expecting you to fail. <laughs> uh, and that and 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 they're expecting you to 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 drop out or or to just just fail in there and i guess I, and we all have that in our lives we all, we all have people that just uh expect us that that we're that we're gonna fail um and and especially in business uh I, you know i've seen this many times that everybody expects you, your business is just just gonna fail and um is that motivating to you though when when people expect you to fail you want to go out there and prove them wrong yes it is, uh, you know, we all are going to, to meet obstacles, right? Um, you're defined not by the obstacle, but by how you respond to it. You know, um, you can be like everybody else, 
Okay. And you can allow those things to, to cause a U-turn in your life and go right back to where you were. And then you're going to complain and be mad that, you know, you're not X, Y, and Z, right? Or you can continue to move forward and figure it out as you go. And that's exactly what I've done. I mean, I think it motivated me to work harder than the rest. I, I get inspired by people like Michael Jordan. Everyone thinks, oh, Michael Jordan, you know, greatest basketball player. But what they don't tend to remember is he got cut from his high school basketball team, right? They told him he wasn't good enough. And so he had to make a decision. And that's really what it is. It's it's a constant everyday decision to put the work in, to not settle for that. Because if you listen to the world, if you listen to everybody around you, they're going to put a price tag on you that that is a low ball offer, right? It's It's not what you're really worth. You're worth so much more. But you have to be the one that that decides that right and and to really put the price tag you you reach the pinnacle you're willing to to stop at if you're willing to keep going you're going to go higher and higher and higher and higher and i think that's what i learned i mean becoming doing the sniper school like that's what it taught me i i was literally besides some of the most bravest skilled men that this world has to offer, right? And it was an honor. And if I hadn't kept fighting, if I had to listen to the noise, I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be able to stand beside these men and and feel that 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 feeling of honor, you know? Yeah. So how how are some of these lessons that you've learned uh, in the military and to your experiences? How does that translate to uh, to business? If you're mentoring someone that's that's looking to get in a business. Um, uh, be an entrepreneur. How do the, how do the, some of those lessons translate? Well, you know, especially being an entrepreneur, right? You're going to everybody. So there's a lot of people out here teaching these get rich uh, schemes, and you know, you can get lost in this. And then as as you move forward, you realize it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder than what people think. And if if you don't understand your why behind what you're doing, and you don't, and I teach a belief system, right? Not not like your religious belief uh-huh. system, right? But what you believe about yourself, how you interpret uh, and associate things in this world uh, that happen to you. And until you can change that, right, you're, you're going to have problems. And so I think that that's what has helped me uh, be successful in my military career and even now. And so I pass that same information on to leaders and entrepreneurs, right? Uh, first, you got to work on you. You can't be an effective leader if you're all over the place, right? Um, you got to know the why. You have to see the bigger picture. I, you know, I, I read, um, what is that? Hold on. Let me see. I have it written down somewhere. Uh, the Magic of Thinking Big by David Swartz. It is one of the, I've read it three times. I'm actually reading it again right now. Uh about thinking bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And when you talk about being a leader, right? Why are you have these subordinates under you? Uh, if you're if you're not able to think bigger, right? You're you're not going to be able to scale the business and train them, right? To to accent what you want them to do. Um, and I think that once we focus on ourselves begin to change those things, then we can implement that in the lives of the people that we work with. And then they begin to, to help that business and, and, you know, that, that thing grow into a, a well-oiled machine that just, 
can scale and, and keep scaling and you can step back. Right. And, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think, um, you know, but belief is huge. There's, there's belief in yourself. There's belief um, and, and, you know, whatever industry you're in, the belief uh, in, in a lot of different things that you, you have to have. And I, I think belief in yourself is, is what you talked about and is probably the most important um, and thinking bigger uh, is, is huge. Cause I think you need a big vision. Uh, if you want to do big things, you need a big vision. Yes. Yes. And you know, the, if you, if you begin to, to really look at this, uh, if you don't have the right belief system and you are, you know, begin to, to dare to think big, people are going to try to deflate that balloon. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you don't have the, the right belief system, supporting those dreams, supporting the actions that you are taking, you're going to end up running out of steam and giving up. Right. Because it's not easy at first. Anybody that knows how, when you start a business, I mean, you run the midnight oil, you might get three, four hours of sleep at night uh, mm -hmm. turn around first thing in the morning, you're right back on your laptop or on the phone, doing whatever you have to do to, to make this thing work, you know, and, and so those are the things that people don't talk about. And if you don't have the right mindset, it, it's, it's going to be quite challenging to succeed. Yeah. And, and you probably have seen that visual of like the iceberg because people only see the, the success at the tip of the iceberg. They don't yeah. see all the trials. They don't see uh, everything they had to overcome. That's, that's kind of below the surface in order to get there. And they may, they may have a false impression. Hey, this is easy uh, to do. Look, you know, look at them and, and cause they don't see all that other stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, it's just, uh, you know, like you said before, you've, you've got those, those uh, people that are, I don't want to say they're wishing you to fail, but they're think you're going to fail. And then you've got the dream stealers that try to deflate your balloon. Like you were talking about all, all the time. And um, you know, uh, people, when they start a business um, you know, they, they often think or often told, hey, you know, this this is easy, not understanding all that hard work that that has to go in there or the sacrifice. Because like you said, uh, people move from an employee mindset uh, where they have that guaranteed paycheck to now they they are, own a job. Right. And and they they are the only person on the hook there. And that's why they, they have to put in so many hours to uh, uh, to, to get their business up and running. Yes, 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 yes. You are 100% right. And, you know, I would like to add to it, you know, when we talk about other people, the only person you should be comparing yourself to and competing with is yourself, right? Uh, you're going to lose. There's always going to be someone who has more money, has a more mm -hmm. successful business, uh, nicer car, whatever it is that you're looking at that, you know, you're comparing. Uh, they, they might scale faster. Their Their business might take off a little bit quicker, whatever, right? But you're your race, your fight, it's all within yourself. You know, I have a lot of uh, students look in the mirror, right? And close their eyes, think about all their obstacles, all the things that are stopping them or whatever, and then think about everything they need and everything they want to be. And then I tell them to open the eyes and say, it's right there, right in front of you, right? Everything that we need is within us. It's not with somebody else. It's not, you know, um, whatever else you're looking at, it's not there. It's, it's, it's in, it's within us. Right. And yeah. uh, getting people to understand that I think is really the key. Uh, and once they do, the success can, can, can really scale. Yeah. And I, I think you're exactly right. And I think that's a great, great technique because people think, Oh, you know, I need to wait for the perfect conditions and 
Um, you know, I'm going to wait till I have this and have that. And, and, uh, I, and then, you know, the message of you are enough and you have enough, um, is rings true with people once they see it. But again, it goes back to belief, right? They have to believe that that's true. Otherwise they're going to, they're going to blame all these outside factors that have no bearing on their future success. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you're a hundred percent right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What, um, um, so you're, you're, you're a motivational speaker now. And uh, so who, who, what type of groups do you, do you meet with or who hire you to come in there? Are these business leaders? You talked about working with, with young people. What's, is it all over the place? Yeah. Uh, veterans, uh, of course. Right. I like to work with, with them and their mindsets. Um, I, I do a lot of free work with the youth. Uh, I'm a, I'm real passionate with at-risk kids um and special need kids of course i have three special need kids myself and uh i use basketball to reach uh my at-risk kids but then i also speak to entrepreneurs because in leaders especially leaders um you know uh when we talk about leadership uh i have a a very um big understanding i guess uh, of what it takes to be a leader and and have men under you uh and be successful in very stressful stressful situations right and so i i try to to get in front of those the entrepreneurs and, and the leadership uh crowd more than anything so uh and then like i said i i'll never stop you know giving back to to my community and and i love speaking in front of them and helping them and any way I really can. I actually do a, a motorcycle rally for to raise money uh, for that risk kids in our, our community. So I, I just I love being able to give back. Awesome. That's great. Talk a little bit about leadership, because I, I can only imagine, you know, leading a group of, of grown men, especially in a combat situation, the uh, just just the 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 pressure that you'd feel in that those types of situations. And, and how is that How's that feel? And how do you how's how do you overcome that? You know, I think first it's a relationship with your guys, right? Like too many people try to come into leadership um, as I'm the boss. And, you know, that's an incorrect manner, right? You're not going to have respect. And if mm-hmm. if you don't have that trust and that respect off the, the bat, you're not going to function well in a stressful situation. You tell them to go left, they're going to go right. Right. Because they. They don't care what you say. They mm-hmm. don't have. So that's the, the you know, the first thing is how, how are you leading? What is your leadership style? Right. And that has to be something that's going to be advantageous to the group, knowing knowing who is below you and, and what rings true to them. Um, I also teach, you know, I, I was taught at an early age uh, in the career to teach the our subordinates to take my place. Right. Not to like people are scared of losing their their little spot in leadership, right? And that should actually be the goal. The goal should yeah. be, hey, come take my spot. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I have had toxic leaders in my life where they they have all the keys to success. They don't want to give them, right? Because they want to have that um, I don't I don't know how to say it, that that little carrot that they mm-hmm. can dangle in front of people. Right. And again, bad leadership. Right. I, I want them to know the tricks in the trade. I want them to be able to take more off my plate. Right. So I can focus on the bigger picture of whatever we're doing. And so, you know, I think those are the the two main things that I, I try to really 
hone in on at first uh, with with leadership because I've I've seen it firsthand work for me in a, a very stressful situation. And the last thing is working with them over and over again, right? Um, a lot of times we give direction, we walk away, we're not very hands-on-y, right? And that, again, that trust isn't built. They have to be able to flow with you, right? They have to, you have to be approachable. You have to, to have these things uh, that I, I believe are, are crucial, right? To, to be an effective leader. Awesome. Good stuff. I, I wish we had more time. We're running out of time a little bit, but before we do that, how can our audience learn more about you or get in touch with you? Uh, MrTenacity.com. It's all one word. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook uh, Chad Osinga. You can, uh, you know, message me. Uh, you can get me uh, there on, on uh, MrTenacity.com and, and get a hold of me either way. So uh, awesome. those are the, probably the, the two best. Mr. Tenacity. I, I love it. That really, really yeah. speaks to everything you're, you're talking about being that being the overcomer. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the program, Chad. This has been an awesome, awesome discussion. Hey, it's been an honor. And, you know, I, I really do appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So our guest today has been Chad Osinga. He is a motivational speaker and former Army sniper and combat instructor. And so thanks again, Chad. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.